is a live production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network and Real Talk 93.3. Fire up your grills. It's time for Tallahassee game day on War Chant TV and Real Talk 93.3. That pass is intercepted. Through the delight of all Seminole fans, the pick six. Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang bring you the latest news, updates, and analysis around the FSU program ahead of today's kickoff on Bobby Bowden Field. Second and three. Patient and explosive. Game day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now live from Florida's capital city, here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron. Ah, it's game day. Welcome in. Tallahassee game day. Florida State, Miami. Good to be with you. Always. And this, the last home game of the year. How'd that happen, Tom Lang, who's here with me, as always? Uh, how in the world did we get to the last home game, and how is it this game with everything on the line? I think most people are probably pretty excited about today's game. We'll see you over at the stadium, Bobby Bowden Field and Doe Campbell Stadium, which, by the way, this is going to be a picture-perfect day for football, man. What, what, a, what a perfect moment. <clears throat> to rise up and have an opportunity to win a game that uh, Florida State is, again, a slight underdog, but it's Florida State-Miami. We're at home with an opportunity to win a football game. So it's it's already upon us. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, we, as always, want to thank Zaxby's. Pre-game, post-game, no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Feed your team of 12 to 14 with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers, boneless traditional wings, you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with the sampler platter. And don't forget that world-famous Zaxby's sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving today with Zaxby's platters. or online or through the app. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Seminole booster for over 15 years. Up, Man, uh, what's up? I got to tell you, I'm pumped up. This uh, feels a little bit different. This wake up, probably the best I've felt in terms of energy and excitement since Notre uh, Dame. Oh, wow. And uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, we didn't win that day. We could win today. Could be interesting, but it's also melancholy. It's just it yeah, goes so fast. It does. It, it just does. every year, you know, when you get to senior day, you're like, man, you know, even when it's a slog, and it has been the last handful <laughs> of years, even when you go through some things, yeah, you still you miss it even before it's gone, and that's what I feel like today. I, I'm going to miss this team because I like this group. Uh, that they, they represent the helmet very well. They don't, you know live up to the standard of the wins and losses that we have here in Tallahassee, but they're not capable of doing that. They're they're doing as much as they possibly can, and, and they should be saluted for that. And so hopefully they can go out with a bang today. Yeah, I think you make a good point. We look big picture to start the show. It is for a state Miami, which is very specific, but it is the last home game of the year, and you're right. Uh, how, did, how did it happen? How did it get to here so fast? But, but also, they've been a group that you can invest in, and – you know, I think that's why we're so hungry, why we're so desperate to see this team get one more reward. I think you said that on the uh, wildly popular Jeff Cameron show, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m., uh, right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV, is that you'd like to see them rewarded because they have been eminently likable. Uh, they're a group that bought in at a time where the program is really down. 
and you had transfer portal guys come in and buy in and really help set the table, uh, create a culture, which is always really admirable because they're at that point they're kind of mercenaries, and yet they've done that. They've bought in, and they've worked awfully hard, and they've set a standard. And then the young guys that do play, and there are a lot of them, obviously, uh, there are some that you know in two years are going to be part of something much bigger, uh, a program that wins uh, eight, nine games. But right now they have to go through this. They have to go through the slog, as you put it. They have to find a way. Um, and they're invested as well, and they're getting better each week. You see that. So you'd like one more time, and what better time than right now for them to get another win, to, for them to have an opportunity. And, and today's that day. So, you know, I know this. We don't have to sell hope. We can be honest about what we're evaluating. We can talk about what they are or are not. But Mike Norvell was very impressed with the practices they had this week, and he felt very good. So if you're just tuning in and maybe you're tailgating and maybe you're already over there, that's awesome. Uh, you got your Zaxby's. You're ready to sit down, have a couple cold ones, and, and, and think about football. They had a good week. Um, they did not have a good week prior to the NC State game. So – that's already better, Tom. That's right, already yeah. better. They're already invested. They're already excited. They're already better prepared because everybody could actually practice. Right, exactly. They didn't have a week period against NC State. Right. You know, it was just like who who could practice each day was a complete guess. And it was um it's where in the first half of that game last week, you can't really hold anything against the coaches or the players because there wasn't the ability yeah. to install to rep stuff together. This week, they're much more like the group that was uh, preceding even Clemson because mm -hmm. if you listen to reports around the program, the flu bug actually arrived within that locker room before we went up on the road and played Clemson. Now, it was full-blown a problem last week against NC State, but there were some guys not feeling 100% when we went on the road and played the Tigers. So this is the team that we saw against North Carolina from a health standpoint. That's all the whispers that we get around the program for this week. And just to return to one point, you said we want to see them succeed. It's an important thing. That's not always the case. Yeah. Peek behind the window here. As media types, we get a little bit better access and window into who these people are yeah, in that yeah. building. Who the guys are, yeah. And some years, when Florida State wins, we're happy for us we're because happy we're for fans. Florida State. We're happy right. for local businesses. Yeah. We're happy for people not on the roster or sometimes not in that coaching staff, right? You're happy for everything around the program, but you don't really root for the people by and large, who are comprising the, the, the victories that you're seeing, this is not the case. This year's group, if they win today, the the group that I'm happiest for are those most kids. are yeah. those kids. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I think it's a good point because th that is true. Uh, there have been plenty of teams where you just want them to win for all these ancillary reasons. You want them to win because it's good for business. You want them to win because you love Florida State. You want them to win because, uh, obviously, it's more fun to talk about teams that win on a consistent basis to cover those teams, the opportunities that are given when they do win to us in the media. No, no, no you're right. This is a good group. Uh, good group. So, And they've played that way. I don't know. Are they capable today? Yeah. They're underdogs for a reason. Uh, Miami probably should win this game. I think if they're operating, if both teams are operating at peak efficiency, you'd say Miami's a better team, uh, primarily because of the quarterback. Primarily because of the quarterback. But, you know, listen, games happen. Plays happen. People make up this group. Um, this is a home game. It is a rivalry. That is a freshman quarterback. He's played well, but 
you don't know. You know, I mean, you get into a game like this and something happens early to rattle a player, and all of a sudden you give yourself a great chance. It's not like he's been perfect. Uh, he's been a good player. He's a reason for Miami to have hope. Uh, but at the same time, I think Florida State can get to him because Miami's offensive line is average. It's uh, it's not terrible the way it's been the last two to three years. Florida State's in the same boat there. I think two schools are very, very similar here in that they've built them put themselves to a place where the offensive lines are average. Uh, but Florida State's strength is this front four. So can you get to him? And if you do, all of a sudden you give yourself a chance. And what a day this would be. It's senior day. We talked about this yesterday when we were over at uh, Corner Pocket uh, for the War Chant uh, TV uh, happy hour. And, uh, you know, Corey brought up the point. It's salient. You know, it's senior day. These guys are going to ball. They're going to play hard. They're going to care deeply. It's a rivalry game. Who knows? Like, you get some momentum early. Miami struggled to stop the run. You could win this game. Yeah, I can tell you, and we could talk about these things openly now because of uh, gambling in the state of Florida being legal. It's, it's a yeah. lovely thing. Yeah. Uh, I jumped on the Miami line, money line, early in the week. I did. I, I'm a cold-blooded better. Now, I'm yeah. a null through and through, but, I mean, these are two different worlds. Yeah, right? trying to win games, yeah. Well, I took the early cash out this morning. <laughs> I did. I didn't want My it. Man. I didn't want any of that smoke. You because, wanted none of that. No, because either team could win by multiple scores today, and it wouldn't shock me. Right. Because this is going to be a hornet's nest for Miami today. Oh, it's going to be fun. And we'll get into some of the details of how... Are you how, hearing about how this is uh, nearly a sellout? Yes. Yes. yes it's, it's trending it's in the right direction. Yes. And, but, and you know these kids love that staff. They play for each other. This is going to be a, an emotional game. Like The records may not suggest it, nah, but from, from our sidelines, it's going to look like a Florida State-Miami game. And for me, that was enough to say, hey, we're healthy. Since we're healthy, I don't know. This could go any which way today, and I cannot wait to watch it. That is today's top story, and we'll get to it in a moment. Brought to you by Barano Heating and Air Conditioning, a longtime trusted partner of the Jeff Cameron Show. Turn to the experts at Barano Heating and Air Conditioning for all your cooling and heating needs this fall. Head to BaronoAC.com or call 850-580-4029. More Tallahassee Game Day in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. And for Florida State, they come in as an home underdog against Miami, but uh, as we were just describing, a good week of practice and a likable team that uh, is is invested. And, you know, last week they were shorthanded and uh, had a chance to win that football game. That's good news, um, again, because the fight is there. Uh, you never should worry about that against Miami, but you don't have to worry about that uh, at all. It's not even a, a fancy here. And, and I think to the questions that we had during the break from people uh, on the online chat, Warchant TV, if you're watching there, thank you so much. Like and subscribe. Uh, yes, Jordan Travis appears to be healthy. Uh, I think the, you know, maybe not more important question, but as important is this offensive line, which was not healthy last week either, and they did not have everybody uh, as a full go. The bottom line is when Florida State has this group, uh, the the group that includes Dylan Gibbons, they're pretty good up front. They're decent up front in creating explosive plays in the run game. And the thought is, knock on wood, that, that that this group had a good week of practice and that they're all healthy enough to play. So without it, I do think Florida State would lose and would lose uh, convincingly. Uh, with those guys, they certainly have a chance. Miami, one of the worst tackling teams in the country, statistically speaking, and they give up huge plays in the run game. They have 
consistently all year long. There's no reason to think that that M.O. won't hold true here. So there's your hope right there is running the football. Yeah, agreed. And it's going to be with the tailbacks, I think. Um, Jordan Travis' legs are going to help in this game, but it, it starts and ends the with... The threat of his legs. Yeah, The threat of his legs. Yeah, it changes the gaps. It, I mean, it manipulates the linebackers, and that's something that you're not going to see today is vintage linebacker play with those two helmets. But the good news is <laughs> no, when we have the ball, you're not going to see vintage linebacker play from yeah. the helmet with the U on it, right? Correct. Yeah. So if you manipulate those guys, uh, the thing that you notice about Miami week in and week out is if you are in a position to run them over, you can. If you're in a position where you want to finish a play and you have the will to finish a play, you can break a tackle on Miami. In fact, you can break two or three on any given play. Lots of them. They don't tackle very well. So... The thing, I'm sure the message has been made clear to Jay Sean Corbin and Trey Sean Ward. Think back to the North Carolina game, folks. Remember that final play that sealed the deal where we could go into victory formation. Trey Sean Ward just caught a pass, went out of bounds, drawing the ire of the coaching staff. Then it was a first and ten. I feel like he was hit maybe Two a yard, yard yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yard yeah. behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Ends up being a gain of eleven because he he has the will to break through a bunch of tackles. North Carolina has a similar issue to Miami when it comes to finishing plays. And Treshawn decided, oh, hell no. No, I'm not going down. You could do that a lot today. The yak, the yards after contact. There's two kinds of yak. Yards after catches, yards after contact. The latter, yeah, you could do a lot of that today on this Miami defense. Yeah, and, you know, listen, both sides will show up today with intensity. So maybe you don't have the, uh, you know, leverage that you'd have in these other uh, points of the season against Miami. As you've noted, they, they, they have not tackled, and... That's true. You'd like to believe that that M.O. Uh, will show up here, but they'll be more intense today. thing is, you can't really straight, uh, change your stripes. The reason we lean on Florida State's run game is that that's the element of Florida State's offense that works. And they're not going to suddenly be good in the passing game no. today. They're not suddenly going to be this other animal that you haven't seen. And Miami's not going to suddenly be an elite tackling team. No, Jordan Travis threw 13 passes on the road at North Carolina, completing 11 of them. Remember, he was 0 for yeah. 2, and then it was 11 straight, five touchdowns total combined between the air and the ground. And then against UMass, we asked the question, are you going to work on things today, or are you going to further establish what you are? We got our answer early on in that game against UMass, a team where we could have done it any way we wanted. Yeah. And the run-pass splits were 45-15, to 15, a 3-1 to one run-to-pass ratio. That's Be who this team is. who you are. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And for Florida State, unfortunately, it has been on the wrong side of the ledger in this rivalry the last four straight. Desperate to get a win. Now, we remember the seven straight wins for Florida State, and they were gorgeous. And we can talk about those. 45-17, to 23-19, to 33-20, to 41-14. Hello. We didn't even play well that game. No, that was our worst game that year. Yeah, 30-26, uh, 29-24, 20-19, to on and on we go. But for Miami, it's been 24-20, to 28-27, 27-10, and last year's debacle, 52-10. to So, obviously, love to see this um, get rerouted, Tom, to put it mildly. Yeah, we all um, take our shots at Manny Diaz, and rightly so. Even though he's a null, you know, he's had his struggles. And I think a lot of people in that fan base would like to see another, a new head coach at some point here pretty soon. We win this one. They might. Maybe <laughs> they'll find somebody who can pony up the cash. But Rhett Lashley's a good offensive coordinator. They do a lot of things that are similar to what we do in terms of messing with your eyes. So yeah. the one thing I would say, if you're trying to argue that you know the performances from the defense might be a little bit better today, there should be familiarity 
with formationally how things line up and your responsibilities for yeah. both defenses. No, that's a good point because uh, Florida State has not been able to replicate a lot in practice that they see from their opponents. Right. And that is, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they don't have yeah. the skill to do so. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So not having the opportunity to replicate those things I think has led directly to real problems, especially in the first half of games. Yeah, yep. So, you know, then the adjustments have been good. I think if you're looking big picture and why not last home game of the year, for Florida State, they do a good job with halftime adjustments. That's coaching. We always want to look for signs yep. that your coaching staff is, Both is, sides, is actually, doing good. Yeah. yeah, they do a really good job, halftime adjustments, uh, of giving themselves a chance. Um, I think we get you know back to the, the core of what today is, which is a rivalry game with a ton of recruits in town. You've got to get better players in here so that you can actually replicate the things you see from your opponent. You got to have competition. You got to have speed. You got to have all those things. They have not had that in practice and we know that. But this week, to your point, they're looking at an offense that uh, basically Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham want to run if they could get good players in here. Yes, I, I totally agree. <laughs> and that's the thing about the last 2 weeks is in watching it, it wasn't Clemson, but watching NC State and watching Miami this week in pre- preparation for this game. Man, I like those two offenses. Yeah. And I just like the way they're run. They're multiple. Um, you know, they're offenses where you don't know what's coming on second and six. You don't know what's coming. Either one. Yeah. They could do either yeah. thing. And if you were ranking skill position players on offense between these two teams, the top five skill position players, Miami has at least three, maybe four out probably, of the top five. Probably four. Right. The only one is Jordan Travis's. The thing that you hope for here is that freshman warts and lack of composure are a part of the equation. Because I think that's necessary in order for FSU to get off the field with any level of consistency today. Yeah, and, and, and getting back to the tease before the break, which is today's top story, which is brought to you again by Barano Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, they are healthy. We, we, we do think the team is healthy. I, I think the number one thing, you know, we always you build to the big moments. You build to the kickoff. You build to the rivalry game getting started, and your nerves are all there. But early on, those could be quelled as you look out there in warm-ups. Just make sure your two guards are there. Make sure you got everybody you need to have there. I mean, to the, me, yes, Davion Johnson has to be available. Obviously, Dylan Gibbons has to be available. Uh, if they are, to go along with the core of uh, the two tackles in center, you're going to be all right. That's the thing. I, I don't know that this coaching staff will play Bavion over DLT. They should. They should. They should. But they should. And that's yeah. no knock on DLT. If he's 100% healthy, he's been chasing it all season long. And it's been a broken record if you turn in, tune in only to Tallahassee Game Day. We talk about this every week. During the week, during the JCS as well, we talk about it. If Devontae Love-Taylor was completely healthy, then smart this player. is a no-brainer that he yeah. plays. But Bavion has been quite good in relief. So much so that probably your best two guards are Gibbons and Babion. And when you didn't have either of them last week, plus you didn't have Jordan Travis against NC State, it's a miracle they were within seven in the second half. Yeah, I mean, that, that Dylan Gibbons is the key because Florida State wants to pull. Yep. And they want to get their guys angles and, 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 and kickouts. Uh, listen, Maurice Smith is a good player. Trouble snapping the ball occasionally. Uh, we know that, for example... Um, Scott is a good player when he's healthy. He hasn't been healthy. Yeah, Robert Scott. Yeah, Robert Scott. Not. Yeah. Well, not, not <laughs> You're going to make me do it. No, no. no. Yeah. It's all right. Don't, don't finish that. Yeah, Robert Scott, yes, is a good player when he's healthy. Um, but really for us, it's all about Dylan Gibbons. And frankly, I think Baby on Johnson's got to start over Devontae Love-Taylor. But if not, 
you do get a smart, heady player, but their, their, their ability to pull the guards, create the extra gap, and run the football and, and create explosive plays, that's the whole game today. Well, when it's pin and pull, power counter, whatever yeah. you want to call it, who's the other escort that goes along with Dylan Gibbons? It's 87, Cam McDonald. That's another player that hopefully is up to full speed. Jordan Wilson has been better in recent weeks a for lot Florida better, State. Yeah. But, you know, to get from point A to point B when you're asking for agility uh, in, in the blocking game to create angles, I'd rather have Cam McDonald in that situation. So another player to be watching for today. Remember, Warchant.com will have all the updates from the press box as warm-ups Irish are going Chappelle, along. Corey Clark on Twitter. Watch them closely. Those guys who take the field for warm-ups, they'll be able to give you a pretty good understanding of what we got. I will say this, Tom, and I, I know it sounds dire before we go to break. If, in fact, you don't have the services of Dylan Gibbons and or, uh, let's say, Baby on Johnson as a fill-in, uh, you can't win this game. I think it's that simple. I don't think you can win the game. That was dire. <laughs> Tallahassee Game Day continues in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Speaking of which, Warchant.com got previews, three things to watch for during FSU football's huge recruiting weekend. A story worth reading there. I I, I do think, uh, obviously, uh, a big deal um, that uh, the recruits are in town. You know, the last time they gambled like this, uh, they gambled and won. Uh, that was the Notre Dame game, and they didn't win the game, but they certainly won the night. And recruiting uh, saw a huge uptick in enthusiasm and belief and investment. Uh, today, they're taking uh, another gamble, I guess you could say. I mean, you got to have kids on campus at some point. Why not this game? So, um you know, if, if if the atmosphere is live and people care and they're invested and the game's close and we get that thrill that we got during Notre Dame, you'd like to believe they can conclude matters here with a recruiting class that ranks in the top ten and really is the core of what Florida State has to be in the next two to three years. No doubt. And I'm really proud of us that you mentioned it briefly in the last segment, but we've gotten through half an hour of the show before we talked about recruiting. Because today is FSU Miami, and we do want to talk about the game at hand, but this is a battle today. The war is in the stands, and those are the kids that are attending, official visitors, unofficial visitors. When you have the heads of this recruiting class, and Travis Hunter, A.J. Duffy, Sam McCall, and more yeah, McCall, yeah. present and accounted for, I'm pretty sure McCall's here, but I know that the first two are, and they're going to be talking to all these five stars that have flocked to Tallahassee this weekend. The last three, four days have been huge. You got a four-star running back, another five-star defensive back. You've got a blue-chip offensive lineman that we weren't expecting in here. This is an interesting 72-hour sequence here for Florida State. They're getting a lot of big names. So the recruiting is not only done from the coaching staff to these players that are in town, it's also the heads of this recruiting class, the Seminoles of 2022, that are going to be doing a lot of work. If, they're, if they haven't started already, they will be very, very shortly. Let's hope that we put an entertaining product on the field for the battle so that we can win the war in the long term. Today's offensive keys to the game are brought to you by the Hobbit American Grill, celebrating over 40 years of serving good times to good people for great memories. Certainly this rivalry has provided that. Get your game day going, 2020 West Pensacola Street. For more locations, head to myhobbitonline.com. Run the ball, Tom. I mean, this is not hard. Florida State doesn't win games unless they're able to run the ball. They have run the ball six different times this year to the tune of over 200 yards. 
if they're able to do that today, they'll win the game. I, I really yeah. believe that. Yeah, yeah, I think if they can run the ball consistently and keep their defense off the field, that that is a good offense that Miami brings you know to town. Can you keep them off the field by running the football, gain some momentum there, and wear down this Miami team? I think you can. Uh, if you do, you'll win. Yeah, to me, I think it's and, – and you're right, that's the first key. So, uh, yeah, echo. But the second key, I'd say, there's, there's a phrase in the NBA, it's a make-or-miss league, right? You make your shots, you win. Yeah. Your shot plays today, hit them. You got to. If you're able to run the ball, you're going to generate wide-open looks between the seams, down the field, whatever it is, we can scheme those up. We do consistently. Even without receivers that are very good, we scheme wide-open looks every week. You got to hit those, though at least at a 50% clip, if not better. Because those splash plays change field position, if nothing else. And this offense is boom or bust. We might be, you know, you might see a game today where maybe we aren't boom or bust. Maybe we can consistently run the football on this Miami team because of their poor linebacker play. And so you might see a different element out of the FSU offense. But at the very least, if you've got shot plays, if they're not going to score six, flip the field and force Miami and this freshman quarterback to go 80 yards or 90 yards. Flipping the field is um, an important element of today's game because I, I think you got to make Miami earn it, nine to thirteen play drives that that kind of stuff. And uh, Florida State's got a good punter, but Miami's got an elite punter, and uh, he's one of the best in the country. So you're probably going to get pinned some. You got to be able to convert a couple first downs in the run game, eat some clock, rest your defense, and flip field position with a big punt. Yeah, I'd, I'd say um, one pet peeve. I'll get this out of the way. You notice he punted with his right and his left foot last week. Can we stop that? That kid's got a boomer of a right leg. Yeah. Can we just stop getting fancy? I, that annoys the hell out of me. I don't care. You know, they got, well, we're worried about a way that they're going to scheme up a block. Like, come on, man. You don't need an ambi punter. What are we doing? <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Sorry. Rant over. I'm just laughing because... I agree with you. Uh, I I like the idea of having uh, ambidextrous punter. I, I do uh, it, because it could come into handy at some yeah, point. But, but I understand what you're you, saying. You though. combine that so with the rest absurd. of our yeah. special teams failures, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, know, "Oh yeah. my god, what is wrong with us?" Yeah, you got to win that too. It's it's funny. Sometimes football is so stereotypical. I mean, there are little things that you know catch words that everybody says because they're accurate. I mean, can you run the ball? Can you establish the run? Well, everybody wants to establish the run, but for some offenses it's more important than others. For ours, it's everything. Can you win a special teams battle? You always want to win the special teams battle. Every team does. The quote-unquote hidden yards. Everybody wants to win that. But it's really important for Florida State. When your margin for error is as small as Florida State's, these things that are, again, uh, just normal tropes surrounding a football game, become all that much more important. And and Florida State's in that category where the things that are typically described for any game plan, for any team to win a football game, are really important for Florida State. The run game, special teams, etc. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's Mark Jones and RG3 on the call today. I watch these games on TV even at home because we've got the postgame show and, and there's production that needs to be done. So I know they're going to talk about the ambi-punt thing today. You know, it's just like... You know, Michael Ojo, the late Michael Ojo in his shoes, Nick O'Leary's grandfather. Yeah, it's just, man. Let's just let's focus on the basics. Let's accomplish the basics. In a very divided time in our world, everybody <laughs> can agree that they want to establish the run and win the special teams battle. Let's do so today. Let's catch – I know it's offensive keys. We don't have a special teams uh, keys to the game sponsor. So anything beyond, beyond the 10-yard line on a punt, let's catch it from the 10-yard line to the end zone. Let's let it go. 
These sound like basic principles, but if you watch Florida State week to week, these principles are not followed, and it drives us all batty. Well, especially because that is an element uh, that was stressed by the head coach, and we actually like the head coach. We think he's done a good job. We think Florida State's uh, a much-improved football team, although we're not seeing it record-wise. I think they are. I think everybody recognizes that. Actually, we wouldn't even talk about this being a game if we, if we didn't think Florida State was vastly improved. But... They have been terrible in special teams, and it is infinitely frustrating. They are wasting time Monday through Friday. <laughs> and spe- for all the time they spend the to be this bad. 20 minutes they spend in that period is a waste of time. Maybe we could create another gadget or two with that time. What could we get better at instead? That's what I'm asking. Yes, that was the Offensive Keys, which was brought to you by HobbitOnline.com. Hobbit American Grill actually is who it's brought to you by. But go to HobbitOnline.com. Pick up your sandwich. Get your order to go. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Tell us the game day continues in a moment. You work hard, so you deserve the good things in life, like getting an amazing deal on awesome Internet. That's why there's never been a better time to switch to Xfinity. Get the fast and reliable Internet you deserve for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year contract. And for the first time ever, ask how to get 12 times the speed for the same internet price when you add Xfinity Mobile. Just imagine, faster downloads, more streaming, the possibilities are endless. That's more speed and more value for the same price. Oh yeah, and for a limited time, ask how to get $300 back. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now because you deserve awesome internet. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 11 15, 21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet, 50 Mbps. Customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Reduce speeds after 20 GB of mobile usage. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. For much of this season, Manny Diaz has been on the hot seat. He's not currently. Let's make him. Let's get him back in that warm, uncomfortable position. Is he? Is he? I mean, they don't have the money, but I I would think that his approval rating, even though they've got some young players who are really exciting, his approval rating can't be over 40%. I think most people would still want him gone. Look at that recruiting class. You know, it's a terrible recruiting class, and there's not a lot going on in Miami. They've won a few games because Van Dyke's been really good, and they've narrowly escaped in these games. But they have won them, and uh, the offense is right now, you know, clicking. So I would think his approval rating is getting better by the day, uh, much to the chagrin, by the way, of many Miami I mean, I think his approval rating in Tallahassee amongst Noel fans has got to be at least 65-70%. Now, you don't want to let him win today. You don't. We want to win this football game. But if he hangs around, you know, for another two or three seasons, yeah, that's not, I, a that's bad thing. not a bad thing at all. Yeah, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Right now, Florida State's got a good class, um, and, and not just that. You, you, you know, if you have a good day today, God forbid, you actually win the game, pull the upset, mild as it is, uh, it'd be a big deal. Uh, to that end, we look big picture in this rivalry, and today's the day to reflect because neither team is where they want to be. I mentioned during the week during the Jeff Cameron show that Florida State is. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the rivalry <clears throat> is at an all-time low. When you look at the combined records, uh, it's it's just not good. It's 8-10. And 10. and uh, that said, it's the worst since 1975. There's not a lot of buzz about the game, I'm sure. And, you know, we run counter to college game day. But my guess is that's a talking point. The fact that this game is not what it should be. Um, I know I feel the nerves today. You do too. And the players will. And the fans, the diehard fans of both programs will. 
but this is not the national spotlight game. But, you know, again, we talk about where we're at, what the perspective is, where you're trying to get to. Today could go an awfully long way in getting there, I expedite the process, really, um, a little sooner. I, I do. I think you could secure a class today. You go out and win this game, let's just say, and God forbid, you win the game convincingly. You know, I got to believe that you go ahead and, uh, you know, drop the hammer on that class and, and you get these guys in at that point, And all of a sudden, uh, the view from where we sit is remarkably better because Florida State then would have momentum. Uh, I have said this week that if they win this game, I'm not all that concerned about BC and Florida. That's kind of reflective of where the program's at, that I could even say that uh, because there's not a lot at stake. Uh, I guess I would change my tune if you win the game because. Technically, you could win two more and be bowl eligible. So, you know, there is that. But, again, I think this would be the class. This would be the one where you'd get the class in. You'd, you'd be able to kind of change the culture, change – I don't know about the culture, but change the perspective because the culture is already better. But change the perspective about what's possible next year and the year after. Yeah, that early signing day is only a month away. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And for folks that are only tuning in for pregame show content, welcome. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Make sure you like and subscribe to this channel because we do so much more throughout the week. But this is the first, we've been talking about this a lot during the week, this is the first proper early signing day Florida State's had since early signing day was a thing. Yeah. Like this is the first real one. And because last year, Mike Norvell's his first season, COVID year. Can't go see recruits. The dead period lasted more than a year. Couldn't get on high school campuses. Brutal. To establish the relationships that are necessary. Absolutely brutal. The year before that, he had to patchwork a thing in about a week. And he did it the best he could. Now... You've had a full year to establish fortify relationships, and you've got the number one player in the country coming to a three-win Florida State team. Like that's unbelievable. So, and it could and, be a, a four-win team after today. But do you believe? Like, because I'll say this to our fans who are listening intently, I actually think he's probably the most uh, locked-in recruit that we have. I actually believe he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I think, and Duffy is as well, the quarterback. That, that's, that's correct. Yeah, yeah both of them point. seem to be extremely extremely you know committed and you have to say that because the word is not enough by itself I yeah. mean, even the websites <clears throat> excuse me the websites do soft commitment you know uh, strong commitment whatever it is but now that signing day is a month away this is the final in-person product placement the the proof of concept that's a term that we've overused but we've had to use it because that's what we're looking to do is establish proof that things can get better here that things are better here this is your last chance to send an impression in person to these players and then talk with them after the game. That's why today it 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 feels the same but for different different reasons. The stakes are high. Typically in this rivalry, well, 20 years ago when Miami was decent. In this rivalry the stakes 20 were 20 years ago, Tom. For Orange Bowls, Sugar Bowls, yes. shots at national titles. For us, we've had high stakes games against Miami where they were no good. We just didn't want to slip up and lose to a bad team because that would look bad on well, our Well, you resume. think back to the national championship, which is less than a decade old, and you think about the undefeated season the following year, you think about Florida State's 29 straight wins and all of that. It's not that far in the rear view. You, Miami has to really squint. Right, in 14, you're like, seasons. don't lose yeah. to that trash team. Come gotta, on now. they got to go dust off the VHS tapes. and yeah, it, They're it, wearing their tough. smoke uniforms. Yeah. Come on, let's not lose to this ragtag bunch. Yeah. And and we survived that one. Yeah, that's win, okay. that, win, win the game against these losers. Yeah, Right, that's, that's what we thought for but the stakes today are high and it has nothing to do with Miami it has everything to do with us fortifying this recruiting class because we're doing a much better job than Manny Diaz is despite the fact that 
you know, he's in Miami and we're up in the panhandle. It's amazing what we're doing, but you've got to close the deal. Today would go a long way to doing that. That's why I feel nervous on two fronts. I always want to beat the orange and green. <laughs> yeah. Always. But, again, this is about long-term projections. And if you win today, we get a whole lot stronger in the long-term projections because now it's a cool place to be again. And the 23 class will take a look at some of those players and say, you know what? This thing really is flipping. Yeah, they're on a roll. It's not rhetoric from a coach. It's commitment from my, my players, my future teammates. Yeah. I think the guy that probably <clears throat> excuse me, best represents that ability or potential is Earl Little Jr., who's here today, and his father's a legacy at Miami, and Miami's not on the list of teams that he's considering because he knows they suck, and he doesn't want to be part of a, a sorry-ass program. So he's here today, and that's huge. I mean, that you got a chance to – potentially take a guy away from Alabama. That's true of Marvin Jones Jr. Right. Uh, I mean, that would these are big wins if you get them. If you get them. And, again, I think the performance today will really shape how the experience goes this weekend because, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. is coming off of visits to Alabama and Oklahoma, and he loves those two programs. Sure. You know, and you need every Lots little like. thing. Yeah, yeah, you need every little thing to go your way. What's crazy for Miami is – they have two reasons to feel a lot of hope on that offense. That quarterback is the most talented He's a for really me. Really good player. Yeah. We talked about this last night after the happy hour. When's the last time they had a quarterback with this much raw talent? Twenty years, twenty-five years. I mean, Miami's not had a a, a good quarterback in an awfully long time. I used to make fun all the time as how excited they'd get about a particular player, Ja'Cory Harris, well, Stephen Morris. Oh, actually, who was the kid that was the his parents were actors or whatever it was uh, that everybody loved for like four Recently? years? Yeah, about Brad Kaya. Yeah, 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 yeah Kaya. Yeah. Kaya was terrible. They loved him. They would talk about him every year as being a great player. Brad Kaya was terrible. Uh, you're right. You can go back. Eons. Uh, I think this guy's got more arm talent than Dorsey did. I mean, you know, Van yeah, Dyke does. Yeah. I mean, that's a rocket. So, like, you've got real reasons if you're a Miami fan to say, hey, the future's bright. Unless the problem you lose is today. Nobody's buying in for the long term. So, it's the exact <laughs> opposite. Like, you're looking at us. We don't have weapons, but you've got guys buying in long term in the recruiting class. Miami, they finally get a couple of kids. I mean, Jalen Knight in 0 to 60 is unbelievable. And that's something we got to watch for today. Unfortunately, he was committed to us for a while, heavily considering us, and he yeah. went. The other way, he went down to the U. But those two guys are awesome, and yet nobody is picking them for the yeah, long term. And, and, you know, he exact the, opposite. Yeah, he missed the first few games of the year, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion as to why or how that happened. Uh, it's it's worth investigating. It's worth talking about why Knighton didn't get to play. Um, I think there's something there. But uh, that's just me. I'm just Yeah, my army of chickens are snickering over here. <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, yeah, no, by the way, those games, those wins for them, thirty-three to thirty, thirty-eight to thirty-four, thirty-one to thirty, forty-five, forty-two is a loss. But in succession, you see the nature of these games: high-scoring shootouts. Every one of them, Miami's gotten the better of it the last three. But again, Georgia Tech and and all these teams—they're right there with an opportunity to win. I think today, in order to get this. I guess feeling really good in terms of the class, you got to be right there too in the fourth quarter with one of those opportunities. Yeah, what what'll be interesting to me and and you know defensive keys don't necessarily talk about this particular element, so I don't think it'll be redundant next hour. But just watching Tyler Van Dyke play on the road, the last two performances, the North Carolina game on the road was rough. Was rough. He well, made yeah. he made some great throws, but they a lot of forty two points though. A lot of turnover worthy plays. You know yeah. where where it helped. Yeah. You know keep North Carolina in that ball game. 
And then when they went on the road to Pitt, to me, that's the most impressive game Miami's played head to toe all 38, season. Thirty-eight, thirty-four win. They tackled well on that game. They they didn't do so. I saw in the chat they've been better the last three weeks. I guess the Pitt game, I will agree, that's an outlier. They they played well both phases of the game, but in the Pitt game, clearly Rhett Lashley was saying, "Whoa, let's go easy, Tyler." Yeah. What they did was they well, screamed they them to death. Yeah. They and they respected Pitt's defense. Then yeah. they should, but they hit a lot of perimeter screens. I mean, a ton of them. If you look at average depth of target, which is a pro football focus stat, it's the same thing as air yards per attempt on pro football focus. It's just how far on average is the quarterback throwing the ball down the field relative to the line of scrimmage. And on the whole, he does. He does. It's like nine he, point whatever it is, yeah. He's, listen, if he was wearing a different jersey, you'd love I, him. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you'd I would. love him. Yeah, no, he's a good player. Because he is soulless. If he makes a mistake deep down the field, he's like, I don't Doesn't care. care. Yeah. If it's open again, I'm going to throw it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love that in a quarterback. That That is a finisher's mentality. That's a winner's mentality. But Rhett, Rhett Lashley was like, whoa. In his first few games, Van Dyke's average depth of target was over 10 yards. It's beyond the sticks every single play. Yes, it is. Against Pitt, it was seven. He's like, dude, we're going to take it Settle easy. Settle down. Let's get it to the perimeter. Well, Let's fan out that Pitt defense that loves to play press so much. Let's block them, make a guy miss, and what did it do? It set up shots down the field. That got him settled and into the game. Now, this weekend, the tape suggests for Miami, take, damn, take your deep shots all damn day. Everybody that plays Florida State is going to take shots down the field. Today is a big day for the secondary on a lot of levels because they've been in position, Tom, and that's the hard part that drives me nuts. Yep. These kids have been in a position to reward themselves. They never do. They never do. Today would be a good day to start rewarding yourself for being in phase, for locking in hip-to-hip, getting comfortable, turning and burning, all the stuff that you beg of your corners to do to be in a position to reward themselves – Now's the time because this right. kid's gonna throw it. Yeah, He's yes. gonna throw it. Yeah, well, and you're good for at least one coverage bust the game. And that's you know, that's true of, of most any defense too uh, these days. No, I mean you're talking about that you're putting a a defender in conflict of where to pass off, where to communicate. We have Yeah, but not for there. sixty yards and forty yards and twenty five yards. And Florida State gives too many of those big plays up. Keep it in front of you today. If you can. Yes, you would use the same game plan Florida State used against Sam Howell in North Carolina. The one-shot play they hit to Josh Downs for the touchdown, that's a tight window throw to the back line of the end zone. a great throw and a great catch. Right. It's not to the pylon. It's like to the field goal post. Yeah. Right. If you're going to make that play, we salute you. Off the cap. Right. In in this instance, I I mean, they're going to hit a shot player, too. What's different about Van Dyke than a Devin Leary or even a DJ up at Clemson is that it's so sudden. I mean, if if there's a coverage bust and he sees it, the ball is on the receiver now. Yeah. Um... Leary is a better player and a better passer Correct. and a more talented player. Um, DJ sucks. This kid's infinitely more talented right now. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yes. Like, DJ, uh, sorry, Devin Leary is right now a better quarterback than, than Tyler Van Dyke. However, yeah. if you're talking about the tools and, yeah. and the highlight moments, Van Dyke's got, got it on Devin Leary already in terms of the, oh, well, the game-breaking plays. Oh, well, you can't teach the arm talent it, right I mean right. that's just there he's got that yeah that's he, and, and it is now you're right he has shown some hand talent but it's not consistent enough the one thing that worries me about the long term with this kid hopefully he transfers because he sees that class is trash yeah he wants to go play with some winners maybe come to Tallahassee who knows play with Tyler Hunter <laughs> uh or Travis Hunter excuse me Tyler no you would not want no 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 is that he's he's already at times manipulating safeties to set up backside throws I'm like yeah. oh no what is this guy doing? Rhett, get out of there. Take him with you. Go to Alabama. Go somewhere else. Run for the hills. There's no hope in Miami. Leave, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. 
Uh, it is, you know, it's funny because occasionally when you're being objective like this, you kind of like to watch him play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's the worst thing in the world to right. say. You're like, oh, well, I like watching this Because the other that, thing yeah. about him, too, like if it's the Sam Howell game plan for Florida State, you have to be content with a third and eight here or there, Van Dyke converting with his legs. No, but I, I, I'm going to give that up all day. I'm going to let you run the football. I'm going to let Ty- – hey, listen, if he beats us because he runs for 65 yards or 70 yards today, fine. That, that's fine. What you don't want are those huge plays over the top with really good receivers going up making plays, frozen ropes, all it, – it's dispiriting. Make, the, make him run around because, first of all, if he runs around – Obviously, he's not running 80 yards for a touchdown. Right. But the down-the-field passing game could provide that. So let him run around there. Secondly, you're hitting him if he's running around. And the potential to do some real damage. And I would really, you know, today's a day that both sides will tackle with a little what for. They will? Oh, and we already do. That's the other thing I like about this It's a hard-hitting team. and and They get downhill. Yeah. And, I, you know, let's hope today, you know, right on that elbow. You know, something like that. It's a, it's a shame oh, if it happens. Well, this is a Miami Saturday, isn't it? Uh, Tallahassee game day continues in a moment.